Hey, welcome back to Everyday Economics, the podcast that helps you learn about the economic world happening around you every day. I'm your host, Chris Krug, president of the 501c3 nonprofit, nonpartisan Franklin News Foundation. Everyday Economics is a production of America's Talking Network. You can check out all of our great podcasts at americastalking.com. To support Everyday Economics and podcasts such as this one, please make your tax-deductible charitable contribution by clicking the link in the show description. We are recording this episode on May 9th, and joining me as always, my friend, my colleague, PhD economist, Dr. Rafa Devangi. Dr. O, CPI, is coming out later today, so we get to prognosticate uh, just a bit. Some factors to consider. Inflation improvement is slowing. That was a headline from Morningstar on Monday. There's some concerns about the road ahead. As we talked about in our, our last episode, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell's been pulling the levers pretty hard for the last year. We've had a literally a, a, a 5% increase in the rate, and still the economy is it's just not it's just not being tamed. That's right. When you're thinking about CPI and what to expect today, what are your thoughts? Even as investors saw the federal rate hike, the 25 basis point rate hike, and the Fed chair kind of hinted that the Fed would be pausing, hitting the pause button on interest rate increases going forward as it waits to see how the credit tightening from kind of the banks in somewhat in trouble. I mean, the, the, he said the banking sector is, is strong and resilient, but let's be honest. I think the banks are starting to see are t- starting to see the value of their assets decline, and and so they are not uh, they're not really doing well. In fact, by the way, interesting. I was listening to another podcast yesterday, and they were talking about the fact that Warren Buffett doesn't own any banks. <laughs> you know, and that that I think is uh, is telling, right? Aside from Bank of America, he doesn't own it. Doesn't have any banks in the portfolio. And so, anyway, the Fed is 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 banking on credit tightening to slow the economy and bring down inflation. The economy is slowing. Problem is, inflation doesn't seem to be coming down very fast. In fact, if you look at uh, most forecasts ahead of CPI number, you know people expect inflation to get sticky at five percent. We went from 6% in February to 5% in March. And I know I don't think a lot of people expect April to see any progress on headline inflation. In the forecast, most economists expect core CPI to also stay stuck up 5.6% or 5.5% from a year ago. And so that would be a little concerning. You know, you got a stronger than expected employment growth and wage growth. You don't see, you're not seeing a ton of cooling in the labor market. I mean, it has cooled, it has cooled somewhat, but it, it's still way too tight, right? You, we need more cooling in the labor market, which the latest jobs report did not really show us, did not, it didn't show, it didn't go in the right direction necessarily. I mean, it's, some people saw that as a positive that it's kind of stayed where it was before. I don't think it's a positive because you know, you're looking at productivity growth and productivity growth is falling, fell a lot in the first quarter. I think wage growth needs to come down a lot more to bring those two back in line. And so, yeah, it does. It looks to me, and I think I'm, I'm kind of the, the consensus, I'm with most economists on this, that CPI might be stuck. We're going to need a little bit more help to bring it down, uh, to bring it down further. 
So that's what I'm looking forward to. Now, there's a little bit of good news. The good news is the housing market has cooled a lot, a whole lot. And our rents, market rents have come down a lot. And at the rent component of CPI tends to lag market rents. And so we saw last month a big decline in CPI rent. I expect a bigger decline this month. And, you know, I, and so if we get to see a big decline in CPI rent, which by the way, rent in the CPI, the rent components of the CPI make up 40%, 40% of core inflation. So if we see a big decline in that number, then CPI ought to come down somewhat. That's kind of my, uh, what I'm hoping for, hoping to see, but everything else points to a hotter inflation number for April than in March. And so, and so we'll see. So, I mean, just as a reminder, we're taping this show on Tuesday, May 9th. The CPI report is coming out Wednesday, May 10th, taping this ahead of that. Orfe, I appreciate you, you know, with your thoughts and and getting us prepared for what's coming technically today for those who are listening to Everyday Economics. And it'll be interesting to see the market reaction, right? Because I think ultimately we look at all of the data points, but what the market seems to be paying attention to is the CPI number. And, And everybody knows that the Fed will remain data dependent. In other words, it will look back and say, okay, maybe we, you know, maybe we need another rate hike, right? Or, or maybe we made the right decision in, by pausing, right? So they will be looking at these numbers, inflation. They expect inflation to continue to come down. But if, if we don't see it, you know, moving down convincingly, then the Fed will have to hit the brakes again. For Orfe Divangi, this has been Chris Krug. Subscribe to Everyday Economics and dozens of other quality podcasts at americastalking.com. Thank you.